Welcome to CPAC's Today in Politics. It's Thursday, June 8th. I'm Julie Van Dusen. Here are the big political stories we're talking about today. The finance minister says inflation is gradually being tamed as the Bank of Canada raises its key interest rate for the first time since January. We are coming to the end of this difficult path out of the COVID economy. Um, we are seeing inflation coming down. It ha- had a, hit a peak of 8.1, down to 4.4, and the Bank of Canada today reiterated the prediction that it gets down to 3% in the summer. Pierre Poilievre repeats his threat to filibuster the budget until the Liberals pledge to balance the books. And I will keep speaking and keep speaking and keep blocking this inflationary train wreck until the Prime Minister rises with a plan to balance the budget and bring down inflation and interest rates. And representatives of diaspora groups demand a public inquiry into Chinese interference. I find it very difficult with the ongoing environment of Chinese interference and influence in Canada to have a free uh, environment to promote, to talk about human rights violation. I call for an independent public inquiry on this issue. So I'm joined by Catherine Levesque this morning. She's a parliamentary reporter with the National Post. Hi, Catherine. One good thing is the air is a bit better here today, which is great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We can see the sky today, yes. which is you know, which is an improvement. <laughs> yeah, we're told we can go outside, so that's good. So uh, let's talk about, um, you know, that interest rate that went up through the Bank of Canada yesterday, 25 basis point to 4.75. That is the first big jump or it was first jump since January and the highest rate since April 2001. So that's obviously got a lot of people in Canada nervous, especially if you're uh, about to renew your mortgage. Um, And all of this comes back to politicians, right? When Canadians Mm -hmm. are upset and nervous and dealing with inflation and mortgages, they, their MPs hear about it and so on. So what was the reaction on the Hill yesterday? And let's start with the government. Oh, absolutely. So we we had a finance minister, Christian Freeland, who uh, rarely comes out to speak to reporters, but she did so yesterday to kind of talk to, to try to reassure Canadians who might be anxious about this decision that better days are coming. So that was essentially her message. She, she said, look, you know, the fact is that the economy uh, in Canada is strong. You know, we're in a good place to kind of bounce back and to, you know, get through this, right? And uh, she, you know, she she also said, for instance, that inflation might be coming back to 3% this summer, which is a step in the right direction. At least that's what the Bank of Canada hopes for. Um, and she, you know, kind of talked about the fact that there is no better country, in her view, uh, better position for a soft landing, right? This is a term we've heard a lot, you know, people, uh, you know, talking about maybe a recession, you know, with all these uh, interest rate hikes, you know, what will happen? Will the economy crash? She says, no, actually, you know, the the economy is still strong. Um, There is still at this point, no risk uh, of a recession. So that was a little bit her message. She really wanted to talk to those uh, Canadians who are really worried to see the interest rate, you know, go up yet again. It might, you know, economists are saying that it will probably go up again in July and maybe sometime in September and October to really, you know, quash the inflation right here. So that was her message. Um, 
you know. Right. So, it, it sh- I mean, that's, that's very comforting to hear, but if you're, you're, you had a mortgage under 3% and now you're renewing and it's somewhere five or over or whatever. Uh, so that's where Pierre Parlieb comes in. So, uh, you know, obviously. <laughs> totally different message. <laughs> well, well, he's obviously tapping into the angst that's out there. So what was his message? Oh, yeah, it was a complete opposite. Um, so he predicts a severe default crisis, you know, nothing less. When Canadians now, what do you mean by mortgages. that? Like, do you mean like people won't be able to pay their mortgages? Is that what you mean Exactly. By that? Yeah. So that, you know, people will, uh, as they renew their mortgages or as they, you know, for instance, if they have a, um, a you know, a, various uh, mortgage rate. Um, so, you know, people won't be able to to afford their homes anymore. So that was essentially what he was saying. And and to be fair, I mean, there are, you know, there have been some, uh, you know, concerning reports out there recently. Uh, there was this uh, report by the IMF, for instance, which believes that Canada is actually the most at-risk country in the G7 for mortgage default. So, mm. you know, he was kind of, you know, leaning in, in those that information kind of saying that, uh, look, I mean, this is essentially the government's fault, right? You know, he always comes back to that, even though the Bank of Canada did take that decision on the interest rate hikes. He said, well, it, you know, it's because the government has not balanced the budget because the government has not been fiscally responsible and prudent. And uh, that's why we're in this situation right now. And, the you know, Canadians are, are, are feeling squeezed. A lot of Canadians, you know, just aren't able to, um, you know, to get on with their lives as they as they used to so you know very two very different um messages out there uh, i think you know look the reality is kind of a bit of both right yes the, the economy is, is strong the numbers are very strong uh, at the same time i think a lot of canadians are feeling the pinch um of of inflation are feeling the pinch you know will be feeling the pinch uh, certainly of the higher interest rates as well so uh no it's a you know it's it's not a fun period i think for for a lot of canadians out there right and- right because their mortgages and and rents are going up those are the biggest ticket item in your household budget um so speaking of budget that's when uh, poiliev uh, again threatened to derail the budget by filibustering, which means mm-hmm. he's going to yak it out so that it can't go through all the steps in the House of Commons. So what was he doing last night? Right. So last night, um, he was, so what happened during the day yesterday, yeah. because I yeah. think we, we need a bit of context there. Yeah. Yes, the Conservatives have been, you know, using all kinds of tactics to try to delay the budget from, from passing or, um, you, you know, for instance, they put some 900 amendments, essentially calling on the government to just eliminate every clause of the bill, right? Um, So what happened there is the speaker actually, um, you know, dismissed some of the amendments, the rest of the amendments were kind of grouped into nine votes. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit what we saw yesterday with the conservatives trying to delay the process, you know, uh, let's be honest, they were faking some technical problems. Um, and, you know, it was just the conservatives were, were having technical problems voting, right? So, that, you know, those right. are some things that were happening yesterday. Right. Um, then we have, you know, Pierre Poiliev, who yesterday to his caucus and the media was invited there um, to, to hear what he had to say. Well, you know, he said right off the bat yeah, yesterday morning, look, I will filibuster, I will talk on the budget as for as long as it takes. 
you know, for as long as I can, um, you know, to delay this budget from passing. So, you know, that's what he started doing well, as of and last he, night. And he, and he did say, uh, unless, uh, and all, all Justin Trudeau has to do to stop me from talking nonstop and delaying the budget is say, I'm going to come up with a plan to eliminate the the deficit and oh also you know uh, cancel any hikes in the carbon tax so you know what he didn't talk about the carbon tax yesterday which i thought oh. was interesting do you yeah, think it's so because, there's a little change do you think it's because is, is that related to the fires do you think i think so you know i you know certainly a, a lot of people have been saying that it's it's little tone deaf um mm-hmm. to you know be talking about canceling the carbon tax when you know the the country is burning um so but yes, he any in any case he did not mention that at all. Um, yesterday, you know, he only talked about the uh, the need for for the government to present a, a plan to return to a balanced budget. So that was essentially what he he was asking for. And um, as per the parliamentary rules, I mean, so you know, during a budget bill, in, in, in the prime minister or the leader of the opposition can talk for unlimited time. So that that's, you know, that's just a bit of context as to why he was doing what he was doing. So what happened is he ended up talking yesterday from a little after 8 PM to midnight. And um, I must say, Julie, you know, I, he, he actually started off his speech, you know, by saying that he was the voice for the voiceless, you know, he, oh. he really tried to tap into the fact that, you know, he is standing there, he's talking for people who do not have a voice who are, you know, ordinary Canadians who are out there working hard. Um, and, you know, who are subject to all these decisions by the Bank of Canada, by the government. So, you know, he was really trying to talk to, um, you know, a, a lot of Canadians out there who are really feeling the pinch of inflation, the pinch of interest rates. And I thought that was quite interesting. It was actually, you know, look, I did not watch the whole thing, but I thought that, you know, the excerpts that you I didn't did watch, watch until midnight. Actually- What's wrong with you anyway? <laughs> Are you a junkie I or know, not? Right? <laughs> That's okay. I was watching around 1030. And and yeah, I mean, he Pierre Polyev's many, many forays into the speech world are certainly holding him in good stead. Like he he's out giving speeches all the time. So he can certainly stand on his feet and talk nonstop. So um, but just just to kind of wrap that part up, uh, the budget uh, will pass today, most yes. likely, because it will go to the final vote in, in the House. That's my understandings. Um, but but there was some really kind of sharp rhetoric in the House yesterday about this climate change and the fires. The prime minister um, basically said, you know, where's your plan? The whole country's on fire. And, you know, here you want to eliminate the carbon tax, you know, and you're spewing garbage is basically what he said. And, uh, you know, Polyev said, I can't believe you would bring up the fires to divert attention from your horrible economic record and so on. It's it's quite acrimonious. Oh, absolutely. And and really, I mean, the government and the opposition want to talk about two totally different things. Um, but yes, I mean, it was it was quite apparent that the conservatives, you know, are really trying to focus their attention back again on the economy, on bread and butter issues. And they really don't want to talk all that much about uh, climate change or, you know, the the forest fires as of right now and, and kind of, you know, accusing the government of of making this political um, when the government government, you know, kind of jumped on the occasion, right? And said, look, why are you, why is the opposition ignoring what is going on right now in, in Canada? So really it's, look, I mean, 
this is silly season for a reason, right? Like, like we're we're really in the midst of silly season right now in Parliament in Ottawa, and, and they've been sitting just, every night until midnight. So everyone, oh exhausted, yeah, everyone right? is exhausted. exhausted. Everyone wants to go back home. Right. Um, but uh, look, I, at the same time, I mean, I think you know we had the the NDP kind of bring up in an emergency debate on the wildfires, and yep. today we'll have mm-hmm. the block uh, bring that as their opposition day motion. So look, we right. will be talking. Yeah. Um, about this um but uh yeah certainly i mean some some partisan attacks from 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 both ways yesterday right. and so, it's going to continue so let's just wrap up because we only have a couple of minutes left and talk about um you know david johnson's appearance at committee the other day what he said is i want to talk to the diaspora communities um you know that are being intimidated by the by the chinese regime and s- some of those groups came to the hill yesterday that represented uh, Tibetans and Uyghurs and uh, people from Hong Kong who have been intimidated, they say, by China. And they say they want a public inquiry. And because they don't feel they can be protected under whatever system David Johnson has to offer. So I'm just wondering, well, like, where does this leave him? Um, I, I mean, some said they might actually boycott yeah. this process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some said they they would maybe participate but you know they they were very happy with, with the way things were were going right now. But look, it really leaves David Johnston in a very tough position. Um, you know, certainly we we saw this week he's been he, he was criticized by by MPs and and everything. But right now, I mean, we have people who are directly impacted uh, by this foreign interference. You know, who are coming out and saying, look. I'm mad because I was not consulted by David Johnston. You know, he did not ask for for my opinion. And essentially, I mean, what these groups have been saying, and, and look, the groups um, that were invited yesterday by the Bloc Québécois, you know, uh, Hong Kong groups, Tibetan groups, yeah. you know, Uyghurs, yeah. uh, you know, saying, look, th- this is our... Not only are, are some of our members scared to kind of testify openly, but also we've been repeating the same thing for years, even decades. Right. Um, so, you know, why would we participate once again in something and, you know, kind of hope that something is going to happen this time around when, you know, we've been very consistent in what we've been uh, experiencing and I thought it was interesting because um, there was uh, the, this gentleman, uh, Sharap Tertian from the Canada-Tibet Committee. He was on CBC yesterday. And, um, you know, he, w- he was asked by David Cochran, well, w- you know, is your group going to participate in that? And first he said yes. But then, you know, he David Cochran asked, asked him, well, is, is boycotting the process going to send a stronger message? And he actually thought about that, Mr. Turkin, and, and he said, well, you know what, maybe yes. I mean, obviously, I have to consult <laughs> oh my, my, my members about Well, this. and then David <laughs> said, I'm not trying to urge you to boycott. I'm just wondering, like, yeah. So it, it was um, a valid question. Um, yeah, so yeah, because there, there's have, this discussion right yeah, now. Yeah. And, and I think what I got from their main point is they think that they'll have a safer process uh, if a public inquiry is held because they can go into a private room. Uh, they, you know, David uh, Johnson said, well, they can send me things electronically, but a lot of people use many different emails. They use aliases. They want a safe process and they, they are concerned mm-hmm. they won't get it under his. But Anyway, listen, we have to move on. We have a day out there that we can actually go outside. So Yes, without a mask. (laughs) Yeah, without a mask. So have a wonderful day, and uh, I will be talking to you very soon. Okay, thanks very much, Okay, so that was Catherine Levesque, uh, journalist with the National Post on Parliament Hill. 
We are very close to the end of this difficult time and to a return to low, stable inflation and strong, steady growth. Now, let's take a look at what political columnists, commentators, and editorialists are saying today. In the Globe and Mail, John Rapley argues when it comes to fighting inflation, central banks are getting way too confident. He writes, like all central banks, the Bank of Canada has been too confident in its abilities and is now struggling to account for the persistence of inflation and the resilience of the economy despite its sharpest monetary tightening in decades. It's not like the bank hasn't done everything by the book. The conventional theory of inflation attributes it to excess money supply, creating a surge in demand with the principal channel coming through the labor market. High employment and healthy wages means workers spend keeping the economy hot. So by raising interest rates, central banks can discourage people from spending and encourage them to save or pay off debts, thereby tamping demand. That's what the bank has done, yet here we still are. In the Toronto Star, Bruce Arthur argues the attack on safe supply will cost lives. He writes, Pierre Polievre keeps blaming safer supply of drugs for increases in overdoses and crime. The actual evidence seems to indicate that is just about the opposite of what is actually happening. Some are amplifying his message. Put the money from safe supply into rehabilitation only, Polievre and others say. The idea of involuntary confinement has been floated. Do we need a simple solution from a party that dominates in ridings outside urban centers and wants to demonize and exploit real issues in major cities for electoral gain? Do we need a party that is opposed to both safe injection sites and public drug use and a politician who says what is happening is the opposite of what is happening? Now, here's what's coming up on today's political agenda. The Prime Minister will attend the Pride Flag Raising Ceremony on Parliament Hill. He will be joined by the Minister for Women and Gender Equality and Youth, Marcy Ian. Tonight in Toronto, he will meet with youth at the Canadian Jewish Political Affairs Committee. Then the Prime Minister will deliver remarks at the Rainbow Railroad Freedom Party. Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland will host a roundtable discussion on artificial intelligence with industry leaders in Toronto. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh will attend the raising of the pride flag on Parliament Hill. He will also speak with the media in Ottawa and with the UBCIC Virtual Chiefs Council. Green Party leader Elizabeth May will speak with the media in Ottawa about wildfires burning across the country. Minister for Women Marcy Ian will attend the raising of the pride flag on Parliament Hill. Health Minister Jean-Yves Duclos will be in Mississauga to announce three new projects focused on addressing labour shortages in the healthcare sector. In Ottawa, Indigenous Services Minister Patty Haidu will announce funding towards affordable urban, rural and northern Indigenous housing projects. Innovation Minister François-Philippe Champagne and the United Kingdom's Minister of State will be making an announcement and taking part in a signing ceremony in Ottawa. The Senate Committee on Foreign Affairs and International Trade will hear from the Minister for Foreign Affairs, Melanie Jolie. And Governor General Mary Simon will continue her official visit to Manitoba. That's CPAC Today in Politics for Thursday, June 8th. Tune into Primetime Politics tonight on CPAC for coverage of all the day's events. I'm Julie Van Dusen. Our podcast returns tomorrow morning. Have a great day.